Russian hurry. And it was, of course, that on Friday the 18th in the evening is the not-quite-open-mic Christmas special. And there is a full program, and there are a lot of very, very talented people going to perform. And, um, but we'd like to make sure that there's a good audience, too. Um, if you haven't been before, it is a mega laugh, honestly. I'm, so, I'm really not kidding. It's a great night, and people have a really good time. Bring your own drinks and nibbles. We do lay stuff on as well, but, you know, uh, the talent is shocking, um, really. And when I say that, I don't mean it in a bad way. It is outstanding. It's quite… People who come to our church… Pardon? Bring a friend? Yes, okay. So, I, I, it's all right. It's Alan's working me with his foot. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, bring a friend too. But people who haven't come to our church and go, they all say they are amazed at the quality. Uh, and Graham. So, it's there. So, yeah, it's the 18th in the evening. So, look out for notices. Thank you. Let's just, um, let's just pray and then we're going to speak God's Word. Lord Jesus, so just pray that in all the busyness, and this is mostly me, Lord, but in all the busyness, we don't forget that You are seated high above everyone else. As Rosemary read to us, Lord, just fix that in our hearts, that You are exalted above everything. And we want Your Word to have seniority over everything else, Lord. Reveal Your truth to us. We pray by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Can I read to you from Second Timothy? So Second Timothy and chapter one. I'm only going to read one verse. Um, so don't, don't tear any pages and you rush to get there. Um, I have done that myself before now. Uh, have you ever done that? Have you, have you done that? All right, only me. Okay, shake your hand. Okay, so it's because it's really thin paper, that's why. See, that's what it is. Anyway, um, so 2 Timothy um, chapter 1 and verse 7, and, and you will know, a lot of you will know this verse, but it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Some versions say self-discipline. We are not given a spirit of fear. But do you ever fear? Oh, okay, how can that be? Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. In fact, in Psalm 27, God declares, David declares, God declares through it, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. If you don't know Jesus, you can have Jesus as your light and salvation. He can fix anything. He hasn't finished with most of us yet, but He can fix anything. 
But we, we, see, so we aren't given a spirit of fear, but we find ourselves fearful. Is that what we're saying? Just me. That doesn't add up, does it? So where's that coming from then? See, what happens is there's a little voice in your ear. Have you heard that little voice? Okay. It goes like this. It'll be rubbish. You've taken on too much. It'll all fall apart. Nobody will come. It will be embarrassing. People will hate you. You won't know one. You won't know anyone. You won't be able to find a toilet. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) The fears are incredible, aren't they? And they are there all the time. Now, there's a voice in our ear that tells us to be afraid. But is that the voice of Jesus? That is not the voice of Jesus in our ear. Who is making God's people frightened? It isn't the Spirit of God, is it? It's not the Spirit of God that is making us frightened. Now, partly it's us. Partly it's how we grew up. Partly it's how we've been brought up. Partly it's our, per, per, our personality. But all that does really is it gives us a row of buttons. In you, there are a row of buttons. And in this spiritual war that we are in, Satan gets to push your buttons. And they're all different, you see, depending on what it is that you fear. And we all fear different things. So if you fear being humiliated or shown up or embarrassed, then that button gets put, oh, it'll be embar- oh, there'll be a scene. People will look at you and your hair or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And, and at that button, if you don't care about that, that button isn't there. You can't press that one. But if it's, well, you know, it's similar, well, you look uncool. You won't fit in. And it's that button. And there are some quite big ones, like you will lose your job. It'll all go horribly wrong. Your mortgage will be foreclosed upon. You'll lose your house. You'll catch a very serious illness, which will not only disfigure you and make everybody hate you, but kill you long and painfully as well. So don't be careful what you do. And it's amazing. I don't know. What have you found? How far can you go in the middle of the night when you get anxious? I mean, just how extreme can you get? I, 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 do you know what? I'm good at this. I, I, it's all over by the time it gets to three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> are, are you like that? It is all over. It's terrible, isn't it? Who gave us this? That is not from the Spirit of God, is it? Well, I listen to God and I hear his voice. You're not listening now. Look at you. You're a mess. And you will find a toilet. You'll be fine. 
But we are racked with this, but it doesn't come from God. Where does it come from? Jesus said this, I am with you even to the end of the age. Now that's so that we don't need to be afraid. However, just so you don't feel bad, when the disciples were actually physically, I mean completely actually with Jesus, did they get afraid? Yes. So take comfort in this. Okay, we're not saying, well, how very dare you be afraid? We're not saying that. What what I'm trying to get to is what's going on here and what can we do about it? We all end up being afraid. It's not good to be afraid, and it isn't purely psychological. If you are a Christian, then your fear is part of the spiritual battleground. And the Bible makes that clear. You see, we have a spiritual agenda. Jesus sent us into the world to witness for Him, to make disciples, to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we were sent out to do it in a powerful way, in a loud, noisy way, in a way that had miracles with it, in a sacrificial way, in a way in which we love and give in a way that other people can't, that takes away the breath of the world because we are so remarkable. But there are spiritual forces which want us not to do that, and thereby lies the spirit of fear. It's a game. I say a game, I mean this in a very sinister form. It's a game. But the idea is that you and me, we, we don't pray. But if we do pray, we don't pray with faith. And if we do pray with faith, we don't pray with others with faith. And if we do pray with others with faith, we, don't, we, won't, we wouldn't pray with somebody who doesn't know Jesus with faith. It's all about stopping us doing our prayer, that we won't witness that we won't mention the name of Jesus. That if we will mention the name of Jesus, we won't mention the name of Jesus in certain places. And if we will mention the name of Jesus in certain places, that we get so terrified by it that afterwards it takes us 18 months to build up our courage to do it again. This is a game, but don't think it's it's a sinister game. We, We think we might step out and offer a kindness. And then we draw back because we get worried that it might be misinterpreted. It might be inappropriate. Whose voice is that? Think of all those fears. We're going to take a step out, and our fear makes us draw back. In all sorts of areas. I mean, in witness, in prayer, in service, in in love, in, in all those things. Why? Because we are opposed by spiritual forces. We were not given a spirit of fear. But don't for a minute think that there isn't a spirit of fear. There is a spirit of fear. It just doesn't belong to us. Are you following what I say? But if we listen to that, then it will connect with something in us. 
It will connect. We, we do have a socket that the spirit of fear can plug into, and we will feel fear. Do you ever feel fear? Okay, I want to just tell you a little bit about fear. Fear is an emotion. Now, the thing about emotions is this. Emotions do not mature. There is no such thing as a grown-up emotion. So, the feeling of rejection that we feel when we are 65 is exactly the same feeling of rejection that we felt when we were two and a half. Okay, so we managed to cover it up with adult behavior sometimes, sometimes, and it works the same. The fear that we feel when we are older is the same feeling when we were younger. It doesn't mature. Feelings don't mature. They just are. So here's a question. If they don't mature, can we afford to let our decision-making be run by our feelings? And you never do, do you? Ever. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Don't get me wrong, we all do, and the disciples who were actually personally with Jesus, they did too. Don't feel bad, but they did. But we were not given that, and the question is, how long do we just let that run without comment? And at what point do we go, this is not good enough, I need to do differently? And it's the differently that goes like that, because if we are full of fear, then we are open to lies and manipulation. And if we are open to lies and manipulation and the fear drives what we do, we do whatever the lie tells us. We become slaves to fear. Do you follow that? We become slaves to fear. But Paul says, but you are not slaves to fear. There's a spirit. And there's a process, and there's a solution. So here is it. We are given a spirit of power. What is the power that we have? Number one, power in truth. It says, Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Is that right? Here is the truth. No weapon forged against you will prosper. Where's that? It's in the Bible, you know. It's God's Word. I will be with you till the end of the age. Do not fear. Don't worry about anything. God, sometimes I hate that verse. <laughs> you know. But, it's, but there's a truth in it. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hair to your head? You can't. There's a truth in it. The power is in the truth. The slavery is in the lie. Worry, it'll get better. Have three sleepless nights in a row, that'll improve your presentation. It's a lie. We know it's a lie. We have to step in the truth. Number two, there is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Rosemary, for reading that scripture. It's almost like it was planned. It was superb. But at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. 
It is an agenda of Satan's that we never mention Jesus, that we become afraid to mention Jesus, that we think if we mention Jesus, I don't know, people will react. Well, they do. But they don't react like our fear says they'll react. Imagine this, right? Just so you go. Somebody is fumbling, looking for some change for parking. And you say, would you like some change? There are three possible options. Number one, they'll go, no, no, it's very kind, thank you very much, and I'll do it. Number two is, thanks very much, that's great. Number three is, I have a serrated-edged bayonet, and I've just been waiting for somebody (laughs) to ask me if I wanted change. I've been here all day, fumbling in my pocket, just waiting for you. Okay, I'm sick. Jesus can help you. Would you like me to pray for you? There are three possible responses. No, thank you. Wow, yes, please. How many times are we surprised by that answer? But it still keeps happening. And I have a serrated edge in it. But which one does Satan tell you is going to happen every single time? Do you know, if I believed Satan, I wouldn't go out my door because there are no end of heavily armed psychopaths out there just waiting for me to mention Jesus so they can do me damage. Why did you give me this job? I'm not going to survive. Or is it a lie? It's a lie. Who is afraid of the name of Jesus? Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are the winners, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start believing the truth and using the name of Jesus. Finally, there is a power in our place in the kingdom. Jesus said, what you bind... And what you loose on earth will be bound or loosed in heaven. So you can go, I declare in the name of Jesus that everybody with a serrated edge bayonet is going to be bound up so they cannot attack me when I offer to pray for them. And that will be declared in heaven. Say, everybody that I am going to speak to today will have an open heart to hear what I'm saying, that you are loosing and it is loosed in heaven. It's so good, you know, in Matthew 16, 19 and Matthew 18, 18, it's so good that Jesus said it twice. More than that, Jesus said this, whatever you ask in my name, you'll have it. So if we say, make me effective... He can have it. That's in John 14, 13, John 15, 16, and John 16, 23. That is so important that he said it three times. Were those disciples listening, do you think? Or are they just like you and me? We need to take this on board. There is power in our place in the kingdom. We need to start using it. So there's power. Number two, there is love. Danny Silk, who writes his books, and he says this. Love is the opposite of fear. The Bible tells us perfect love casts out fear. 
John 4, John, 1 John 4.18 gives us a really scary verse. If you want to read it, it goes like this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear is to do with punishment. That's the repercussions bit. You know, that's a bit, would you like some change? Ooh, scary person. The repercussions, but fear is to do with repercussions. Love is not to do with repercussions. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Hear that. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I am a work in progress. I am not made perfect in love because I still get scared. I'd like to get to the stage where I don't, but I do. But I'm working on it. Now, here's the thing. You've got a mother, and she loves her child, and her child is in danger. And she says to herself, I will not put myself at risk. Something bad might happen to me. Is that the image we think of? We think of the opposite, don't we? That she loves her child so much that she can't even think about being afraid. It's just time to do the right thing. Is that right? This is love overcoming fear. It matters so much that it doesn't matter how afraid I am, it's got to be done because it matters so much. How much do we love? How much do we love? How much do we love those people in our families and our friends and our colleagues who are not Christians? How much do we, do we love them enough to overcome our fear to tell them the gospel? The answer for a lot of people in this church is yes, they do. Well, what about the people in Bridge North? who die and go to hell in their dozens, do we love them? Do we love them enough to not be afraid? Do we love them enough to not be afraid? Or do we take the spirit of fear out into the streets of Bridge North? Because we have not been given the spirit of fear. So what does that do? It says we have to think about this. If we're not going to be driven by our emotions, then we have to think. Joyce Meyer talks about it being the battle of the mind. So we don't go like this. I have an idea, I have an emotion, I make a decision. So I think, I will go and offer to pray for my neighbor. That's my idea. Then I have an emotion, which is my neighbor has some very sharp garden implements, which is my fear, and I then make a decision which is, I'll wait for another occasion. Now that is idea, emotion, decision. Do you follow that? This is not what we are called to do. It is idea. Maybe I should talk to my neighbor. Is God prompting me now to prompt I tell you what I will do then. I will pray about that and I will say, Lord, I would like an opportunity to speak to my neighbor today. And when it comes up, I know that there is illness in their family. I will offer to pray. I will quake in my boots, but I will do it because I am not a slave to fear. Now that is idea, consideration, decision. The emotion is not the decider. Do you understand what I'm saying? The emotion does not decide. We are not slaves to fear. 
This is what Paul says, be transformed, you know this verse, don't you, by the renewing of your mind. You never give in to fear, don't give in to temper, don't give in to pride, don't give, you know, all those things. We don't give in to emotion. It's easy said, isn't it? But you know what I'm saying. We decide not to. And because we don't give in to emotion, therefore we are transformed. When where is that done? Where is the transformation done? In the mind. God has given us a new mind. Let's use it. I'm not saying that we're intellectualizing rather than spiritualizing the opposite. I'm saying we use a spiritual mind instead of a worldly emotion. We're using a spiritual mind. This is what Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. I'm going to finish with one verse. This says in Ephesians 4, it says this, we will no longer be infants. Remember, emotions don't mature. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind. I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm scared. I'm like, but, and equally, every wind of teaching. People don't like you. People won't do that. Nobody wants to know about Christianity today. All those teachings. And the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up that's mature because we use our head and not driven by our emotions, to Him who is the head that is Christ. By Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, and each part does its work. So let us not have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power in truth, in the name of Jesus, in our place in the kingdom in love, because we love so much our fear ceases to matter, and because we decide for Jesus rather than get tossed about by our feelings. Amen? Amen. We have a town to go and reach. Let's praise God. Father God, we all confess that we give in to our feelings. Often we look back and we know we shouldn't have, and often we look back and we see it wasn't necessary, but it doesn't stop us doing it, Lord. I want to say that I am sorry for doing that. I want to do better. Lord, carry on transforming my mind that I might have faith in the spirit that you've given me and not believe the lies from the spirit of fear. In Jesus' name, amen.